Welcome to FedScoop's podcast series on IT modernization in government, underwritten this week by Hughes. I'm your host, Wyatt Cash, and in today's episode, we're talking about the importance of emergency preparedness and building resilience into agency networks. Our guest today is Tony Bardo, Assistant Vice President for Government Solutions at Hughes. Tony has over 25 years experience in network operations and specializes in helping government agencies build high-speed satellite and broadband connections. Tony, Thanks so much for joining us and welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Wyatt. Good to be here. Well, as you know, any natural disaster, be it a hurricane, fire, earthquake, or flood, will disrupt communications one way or another. But for federal agencies and their field offices, it's critical that they keep those lines open so that they can serve their constituents. So, Tony, let me start by asking, what's your sense for how resilient government agency networks are in the face of natural disasters in light of a number of technology advances? Well, sadly, Wyatt, uh, most agency networks are not built with as much redundancy and resilience as they need to be to survive a disaster. While critical sites such as data centers and office headquarters and so forth are indeed built with some alternate paths of network connections, oftentimes these paths are the same kind of paths, though. They're often terrestrial. And so the idea of diverse paths are really not built into the the conversation when it comes to networks at these main facilities. And where there are not diverse paths in the face of an emergency, you you really run into some trouble. And uh, technologies and transports like satellite, like wireless, LTE, and 5G give you quick restoral capabilities. And if agencies built more of that into their network architectures, they'd be a lot better off. Well, what's at risk for agencies if they wait to address these network resiliency issues until an emergency or a disaster occurs? Well, that brings into the uh, uh, conversation emergency preparedness and how that's different from emergency response. If you're prepared with an alternate path, you can respond very, very well. Preparedness is critical in reestablishing service to the organization. It's important for the field offices as well to have some resiliency and quick recovery capability so that they can keep serving their constituents. The thing I say most of all is that during a disaster is kind of the last instance you would want your government to have to close down because they can't communicate. So I, I think that, you know, agencies can be caught off guard if they're down and out for an extended period of time. Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico was certainly an example of this. Most of these agencies did not have the capabilities to find an alternate path out to the network. And we had a lot of great experience with FEMA, who was a customer of ours. And the trouble with Hurricane Maria is that it happened on an island. And transport and getting people there and the gear there that we were to supply to FEMA for them to set up their disaster recovery centers, we really uh, had a hard time getting it there as quickly as we would had that same occurrence uh, happened you know, on shore or um, along, a, along the continental United States, along the East Coast, for instance, we'd have gotten there a lot, a lot quicker. So the downtime was exacerbated by not having gear there in Puerto Rico on the island and adequate people there to, to get things installed. What capabilities should agency leaders consider now as they look to build in resiliency to their network infrastructure, again, in light of the fact that we have seen quite a lot of advances in technology? Well, it gets back to the idea of path diversity. 
the networks that, that the agencies are building through the GSA EIS program are, are capable networks. They have multiple megabits and gigabits of capacity and they're, they're very high speed circuits and so forth. But what you see are these paths are just so, sort of single threaded. To some extent, they're multiple threaded and so forth and diverse, but ultimately, a disaster can be something as uh, extensive and impactful as uh, Hurricane Maria. Also, it could be as non-extraordinary as Johnny Backhoe in, you know, in the lot next door to your building that's cutting your fiber. And, and if you don't have anything else, any other path or any other way to communicate besides that fiber, you can be in serious trouble. Well, what do you see as agencies' biggest challenge right now to diversify their network connectivity paths? To me, it's all about funding. Funding is always the biggest challenge. I hear so often and have heard so often during over the years I've been in this business is that there's not enough money allocated for redundancy, for backup, for alternate paths for emergency preparedness. In fact, emergency preparedness is actually the words and the terms used more often where funding is lacking. And an agency can be caught off guard and not serve constituents at a time of real need if they don't have this, if they haven't planned financially and then executed that plan with spending money on resilient and alternate path communications. So lastly, Tony, what would you recommend for agency leaders to take advantage of in the way of existing funding channels or other creative alternatives to build greater resiliency in their networks? Well, you can't ignore the power of EIS and all those GSA service contracts that have existed over the years. So I would, I would recommend that these agencies reach out, reach out to their EIS primes if, if they're going to use that contract. And most agencies, of course, are using that contract and work with their prime contractors and to use other partners that can supplement what they do best. And that is, for the most part, provide the terrestrial paths and the single paths, and then find out what are the partners they can work with to build resiliency into the network and present that to the agencies. Like you know, if we're, for instance, going to be a, a trusted partner and a, a source of expertise, if you will, uh, it's, it's incumbent upon these primes to really bring up those, those issues and those capabilities that could be available through proper partnering. Well, those uh, certainly are some great points, and uh, you're right about uh, EIS having uh, opened up a lot more flexibility and opportunities for agencies to take advantage of. I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there for today, though. Tony Bardo, thank you so much for joining us to talk about building network resilience to prepare for the next emergency. Thanks, Wyatt. It was great to be here. And uh, thanks to Hughes for underwriting today's episode. Look for more of our IT modernization in government series on fedsgroup.com and our FedScoop radio channels on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. This is Wyatt Cash. Thanks for tuning in.